0: Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, neds, and Alcohol, where two drunk assholes and me get drunk and talk about stuff. Wait, what? Hey, I was that with Mark. <laughs> I liked how you qualified that. First off, we have D of Microbrew Gamers. How you doing tonight, D? Pretty good. How y'all doing? Uh, no comment. It's all good.
1: It's been a rough week for Shadow. It's been it's a been very, a... very
0: rough week for oh, Shadow. Oh, God. Got it. Does week lack the lube? If this week was my sex life, oh, I'd be living it up. And other than that, we actually have the real host who I'm impersonating right now. Cecil Xavier! How you doing tonight, buddy? Well, I'd like to say that I'm not really a host. I'm more of a guy who
1: tries to keep things on the rails and then inevitably takes them completely off the rails himself.
0: See, I'm totally qualified to do this. <laughs> I'm great, man. How are you feeling tonight? Other than, you know, totally reamed out from the week. I'm I'm mentally exhausted. I was hoping to spend the weekend taking photos, but I checked the forecast this morning for the next seven days, rain. Rain and thunderstorms.
1: Yeah, it's pretty horrendous for the next couple days down here.
0: But but
2: to say, if, if you look up in the sky right now, I'm pretty sure you s- you'll see a giant ball sack hanging by, ready right to teabag all those who go outside. Pretty much. The, the rain isn't normal rain, it's it's the sweat.
1: Yeah, it's pretty horrendous.
0: Honestly, we need it. I went down to the river after work today, and it's it's pretty low down there, so we probably definitely need it. How low can you go? Boink. As low as I can go. So the most important
1: thing, what we have to do every single time we start up, what is everybody drinking? So, we'll, we'll just go over to, to Shadow there and pray, pray that he's got a shot of something just sitting in reserve, waiting, waiting for us.
0: No, I'm trying to not screw up my sleep schedule on the weekends anymore, which means I took some sleepy drugs. Yeah, so I got yeah, this two yeah. liter of Mountain Dew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got this almost empty two liter followed up by a fresh two liter because cups are for people with dignity.
1: Now that actually, dude, I actually applaud you on keeping the discipline to try to maintain that, because because I totally did not. Like my sleep schedule for this entire weekend is going to be totally fucked. I don't sleep normally, and I did exactly what today was. Does anybody know what 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 one of the the holidays I do air quotes for today is? Uh, no. D D? Huh huh. It's your birthday. It's nap day.
0: Oh. And I totally <laughs> took
1: a nap. So now I don't think I'll be sleeping until sometime tomorrow.
0: That's why you bailed on me earlier. Uh, also, on a side note, I'm starting to try to get back into shape for some personal reasons, so... Try. Yeah. Yeah, you broke me on that. I was able to do five push-ups this morning,
1: though. I'm pretty happy about that.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. When you, when you get to do some more push-ups with me so I can just sit in your face I 'm like you're hurt me you're hurting
1: me actually I'm actually gonna try and get myself back up to ten because it's physically oh, like I, I get I get muscle failure now, so like literally you broke me, so now i'm gonna try to get myself up to ten, and once I get up to ten, I figure I'll come back and I'll let you break me again
0: no it, it's it's all right because uh my ankles are actually in a lot of pain, and then I got to like this 20th sit up last night and just felt my stomach convulse, so yeah, I need to
1: we're gonna do 35 then, right? We're gonna we're gonna yes. crack out 35. Just bam, do 35. Yes.
2: I want to get back up to 80 push-ups.
1: Yeah. So I went over to Shadows and I I thought we were gonna do some running because I was like, yeah, I'll come over, we'll do some running. So he says, yeah, we're gonna do a mile. I'm like, all right, I can do a mile. So I get on there and I do a mile. As soon as I get to a mile, I start my cooldown. And I'm thinking to myself, I wasn't running. I don't think I was running faster than Shadow. But I'm doing my cooldown, and like all the way through my cooldown, I realize he's still running, and I'm going something a little odd here. So I look over, I was like, "Hey, uh, we doing a mile?" And what was your response? Ah, uh, no, we're doing we're doing a mile and a half. So. No, 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 no. Your your response was, "I'm not gonna let you show me up. I'm going one and oh, a okay. half." So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do a a mile and a half. So I've already done my complete cool down, already already chilled the muscles. I turn the thing back up to like seven miles an hour and I start huffing it. Wow,
0: was that the worst idea ever? (laughs) So, So part of the reason was, so once I had hit a mile, I hit that part where I think D knows what I'm talking about, where you finally get into like that breaking point of the run where you stop caring that you're actually running you get into in that groove. It's, it, yeah, I hit that groove perfectly. Unfortunately, I couldn't keep it that long, but I hit it for the first time in, like, eight years. So I kept it
1: going. And there was my problem, is that I hit that groove, but I was like, oh, we're only doing a mile. Let's not be a dick and go farther than that and try to show him up or anything. Let's just go the mile and let's be the good guy here. Let's be the supportive friend so i co- i do everything that i cool right down and i was i was full on like i'm all i'm all like at a at a freaking airborne shuffle going yeah this is great I'm, I'm fine i'm i'm feeling great right now and i was like yeah yeah i couldn't let you show me up i'm
2: like what the
0: fuck right
1: fine let's do this
2: so basically shadow oh, is being the, bi- the the bad friend and guess what karma got you now your ankles hurt foo
0: yeah, but I ended up breaking him, so we're doing the push-ups, and it's the last set of ten, so we're on the third whoa, set whoa, of ten. Whoa, 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 We were not doing sets of ten. Whatever they were. We were doing sets of fifteen. Whatever. So we get <laughs> to the last set, and this guy, we're, we're doing them at the same time, and this guy, he drops down, like, I, I crank out the, the full number, and he's struggling on, like, the last three.
1: No, no, no. So, no. Like, uh, so so we did we did we did three sets of 15. First set of 15, I was perfectly fine. Got up, did some stretches, felt good. Second set of 15, I was feeling a little fatigued. I wasn't getting any sag. I was feeling really good about life. I'm like, all right, this is solid. I'm good. We go down to the last set of 15, and I do kind of a set of 10. Pretty good. I got a little sag there for like the last four or five. And then he's like, no, no, you got to do the last five. So I'm like, all right, the last five can't be considered push-ups. They were more of a, of a flopping around and just like holding myself in place for a bit.
0: Well, did I motivate you by like going into like the down position, just holding it and be like, hey, Cecil, Cecil, this is really hurting me. Cecil, you need to get up, Cecil. I know, I know. Oh, and, I,
1: and I tried to push up and I got through all five, but ah. literally the, the last two were just complete muscle failure.
0: One jellyfish. Exactly. I told them it, it makes it easier on your psych if you, uh, when you're doing it, you're doing the count, you go, one for my country, two for my country. Yeah.
2: Actually, you know what's really good to do, actually, to get that? Um, when you go into your push-ups, you go down where you're holding yourself up, but just a little bit. Bounce, then start moving yourself to the side, bounce, move yourself to the other side, bounce, back up, and push up. That's what I uh,
0: used to do all the time. Cecil's got two veterans telling him how to do push-ups. Yeah,
1: okay, so let, let's now when we say you used to do that all the time, was that in the past decade?
2: Yeah. Barely, but yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just wanted to check that. I want to get the qualifier there, because I was feeling a little bit inadequate right now. But okay, just want to check sure. So yeah, so I get done with all those freaking push ups and I'm I'm feeling tight across the chest. I'm like, oh cool, whatever. Feeling tight. Hey, I did some push ups. So for like the next literally, almost the next whole week My chest has felt like literally somebody had a strap across it. I'm going, huh. So about Wednesday. Now, granted, I think we got together, what, Friday of last week? Uh, No, it wasn't Friday. It was like Thursday, yeah. Okay, so then it was probably Tuesday of this week then. Maybe Wednesday. I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to drop down. I'm going to do some push-ups. Just, you know, get myself back in the groove. I drop down. I get in the push-up position. I drop down. And literally, as I drop down, the muscles just go, no, fuck that, dude, boop, and drop right to the ground. And I'm going, well, that's odd. I just had muscle failure on the first up. That's,
0: is that a thing? I don't know. I did another 30 last night. I could probably crank out another 30 right now if I had to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm also pushing up like 260 pounds. So. Well, it sounds like you need to run more. I do need to run more.
2: So we're workout more. buddies. What is shadow pushing up? 20 pounds
0: dead air dead air dead air he's dead air he's he's
2: pushing up vape smoke
0: i would (laughs) i would like to point out for all the viewers that i weigh officially 135 pounds if i'm wet See, the thing
1: is, though, is that every the thing that really pissed me off, the thing that I probably would have been fine with through the whole thing, but the thing that pissed me off is that while he's running and doing push-ups and doing crunches, he's sitting there hitting a vape every, like, few moments. So he's like, he's like, do a push-up, pull the vape up, and I don't know where he's pulling it out of. I'm assuming his prison wallet. I don't even know. Yep. Did he even take a hit with his prison wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Just that's the thing that pissed me off, is like, I'm sitting there, I'm struggling to do some push-ups, and he's sitting there, like, holding up one arm going, dude, what's wrong with you?
0: All right, so this this reminds me of a story from my military days, and this is the only one I'm going to do. So, at the time, the place I lived was across the street from my old unit, but it was slightly between where my unit was and the track was. So, I had a habit of smoking immediately before and after PT. Would you call that area the taint? Yes, I would call where I lived the (laughs) Taint. So I'm sitting there. So it's after PT. I run back to the barracks. I go upstairs. I grab my smoke, still in PT gear, run down to the smoking area, which faces the unit. And one of our master sergeants walks by and he's just like, seriously, are you smoking right after PT? And my only response to him was, this is my front yard. I don't go to your front yard and judge you. I love it. Well, just the way you described
1: that, being that your unit, and then being behind your unit, and being in the middle there, it just made me think of the taint. That's the the only reason I brought that up.
2: Now, did that Master Sergeant proceed to smoke the shit out of you? No, it's the Air Force. Come on. Oh, son of a... in the Army? They still could have, and they would have. They would have smoked the forget about it out of you.
1: (laughs) Well, D, what are you drinking with us tonight, man?
2: I'm drinking some more of the uh, Sierra Nevada Summerfest Crisp Lager. I'm actually digging it.
1: Oh, tell me about that. Is it
2: crisp? It's crisp. It's uh, They're in 12 full-ounce bottles. It's about 5%, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 5% alcohol. And it's just a uh, Czech-style lager. It's really nice. It's a really light summer beer. Very nice.
1: Well, I myself am... Drinking a nice vintage of uh, 2017 Kraken rum, it was somewhere around the 50% by volume. Actually, I have no freaking clue. I just started pouring from the damn bottle. But I was actually drinking Kraken rum tonight because we were supposed to have an incredibly special guest on this evening. We were supposed to have our favorite suite on Popsicle Thief. Unfortunately, some miscommunications happen. I'm raising my hand here. It's my fault, uh, and we missed him. But we can't. I, I just got to tell you, Popsicle Thief, we totally miss you. Wish you were here tonight. And I am. I am cranking down the Kraken rum. I don't know if you saw the picture in our Discord of the glass that I'm using, but uh, yeah, normally three whole cans of Pepsi or Dr Pepper or whatever the hell you drink would fit into this glass. I only put two in, and I had it filled right to the top. And you can't see now, but I'm about two thirds of the way through the glass right now. good one
0: so we're running first thing in the morning cecil
1: fuck yeah actually no i'm uh i think i'm gonna be driving first thing in the morning which is even gonna be worse oh jeez yeah when i get back i'll run though i'll run all day long okay i'll save it for you oh yeah you will
2: i really shouldn't have had cereal milk and then started drinking
0: (laughs) i smell like shit Speaking of which, I have failed the PT test because I had cereal the night before. What? Cereal and chicken wings. Do not do that before a run. What, the fiber? Was it wreck you? I don't know what it did, but I had to stop halfway through my run because I almost threw up all on the track.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, I've I've run quite a quite a distance before, but I don't think I've ever run to the point where I was going to throw up.
2: I did that quite often. Now,
1: again, is this track. in the past decade that you've done that? No. Okay. Just, <laughs> okay, I wanted to check there. Because all my stupid physical shit that I've done, I've done, like, within the past year.
2: My stupid physical shit was in the army.
1: I mean, definitely in the last decade. Like, we start going into snowboarding shit. That's probably in the last... That's easily in the last decade. Damn it, I gotta go snowboard again. This winter. We gotta make a trip.
0: GNA snowboard team. As long as I can take pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can take pictures from a snowboard. Whee. Yeah, I can I can ride a snowboard. Barely, but I can. Oh, good. I got an extra snowboard. Oh, jeez. I used to actually have one laying around somewhere, but as we moved and moved and moved, we finally went, yeah, we got to get rid of that.
1: I've got my two snowboards that they are both, I call mine. Actually, one of them was a snowboard that I had and then sold and then bought back because I'm like, I missed that board. I have a Rossi Pro line. Um, it's this fucking yellow board with a viking skeleton viking on the bottom of it and then not too much longer later i bought a burton versus i got nice. in touch with uh you remember brother cornleg the guy who lived next to me in uh up in Balsam spa yeah so he had a rep for burton he worked for burton and the rep said hey you know what um let us know when you want to make a purchase of some stuff we'll give you the discount code that we give all the the sponsored people so, like, literally, people like Sean White and shit like that who get sponsored by Burton, I got the same discount that they did. So, I got a Burton versus board, a Burton coat, a Burton board carrying bag, all that shit. And I think I paid 150 bucks for the whole thing. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it was friggin' amazing. And I still use all of that to this day.
2: You can't. Buy a, Kurt, uh, a Burton coat for 150
1: Exactly. And this Burton coat, you've seen this coat. The only thing that's yeah. wrong with this coat is the fucking zipper on it broke off. Like the, the, not the zipper zipper, but the thing that makes the zipper go up and down. Oh, fuck. The thing that plugs into the zipper to make it easy for a human to pull it up and down.
2: Yeah, a little tag thing.
1: That thing. That thing broke on one zipper. Of course, it's the main zipper, the one that I use the most, but... I just fucking, you know what I did? I fucking wrapped uh, one of those lift pass metal rod things, you know, the things that you put a mm-hmm. lift pass on. I just jammed one of those in it, rattled it around and put a lift pass, like the ends of a lift pass on it. So it looks like a fucking janky zipper. <laughs> Works like a champ. Yeah, man, I got to go snowboarding again. That's been been a long time.
2: Yeah, it's been a long time for me, too.
1: I completely digress from where we need to be. Did. We got to be did. on State of Games right now. Um, we do. Th- this is why I don't drink so heavily
2: when we're when we're getting into this stuff, easily distracted, like by hash browns and stuff. Hold
1: on, I, I actually was just just told that it, violently, it seems, because the exclamation mark at the end, by Lex, that it's called a zipper pole. The thing that broke on me was called the zipper pole. Violently told you this? Yeah, she she's actually got it written as a sign on a on a on a notepad. And she literally came rushing in and she thrusted it forward with both hands. I honestly thought she was going to hit me with it, which I would deserve because I deserve to be hit at all times.
0: We have we have pictures of incidents like this.
1: Actually, yes, we do. We do have pictures <laughs> do. of her hitting me at Massanutten Again, I deserve that.
0: <laughs> you did, but it was hilarious. It was. No, no. The, the, the thing
1: that was the most hilarious in that picture was was God's face. When he, you see him put his hands up like he's defending because he thinks he's getting hit and the look on his face is just of complete, oh my God, this is actually happening.
0: Now I need to look at that photo again.
1: Dude, It's uh, look at God's face. Like literally, his face is just sheer half laugh, half shock, arms up with, in fists like he's blocking incoming blows.
0: You're, you're so right. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. And Zyber's just in the corner laughing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Zyber's used to it. Zyber's just used to me getting the shit beat out of me by Lex. So it's just, it's an old game for him. He just laughs. In defense, though, I did deserve every last hit. Quite frequently. So, D, what's your state of games, man?
2: Me, I am playing me some Octopath Traveler. That's been pretty much what I've been doing.
1: That's it? Well, yeah, it did just get released this week, didn't it?
2: Yes, it
0: did.
1: My impression of watching people play Octopath Traveler is it looks, I mean, to me, it looks like Saga Frontier. Uh, It looks so much like Saga Frontier. I started having flashbacks to Saga Frontier, but tell me, tell me what it really is, because I don't want to have it stuck in my head of Saga Frontier.
2: Well, uh, as I said earlier, last show, you can choose which one of eight characters to start off with, and then you can uh, choose like kind of your route, which way you're going in the story, and pick up the other characters along the way. I started with the uh, the Scholar, of course, as I said before, and um, in your travels, you know, storyline starts to unfold. I'm not going to give away any of it because it's such a new game, but um, it plays, it plays basically like a normal, um, it plays like basically a normal turn-based RPG, and you got your bil- abilities, but you can uh, do stuff like if you attack so many times, you can uh, use the shoulder button, you can get like a little bit of like a double attack, and there's stuff you can do to kind of um, power it up, and you can also check out and see what their weaknesses are. Like, say, some enemies, you might be immune, like, basically, don't get hurt too much by swords, so if you hit, hit them with a character with a sword, it doesn't do crap. You gotta figure out what they're weak to, whether it be a magic staff, a sword, an axe, spear, and use that. And it's like certain spells, like, they might be weak to fire, to ice, and, and you gotta really zero in on the, on their weakness. Okay. So it's it's got a good battle system, it's got good storyline. Of course, it's like you know 2d you know 2.5d hd you know type really neat
1: so yeah so, the, so the, the, way I, the way i describe it is it looks like to me it looks like kind of like south park you know how it kind of looks like paper over top of a of a of a, of a, of a 3d background type of thing
2: yeah but it's not shitty <laughs> well, it's not, sh- yeah, it's not <laughs> shitty
1: it's pretty good
0: so so I actually have a question for Dee, because we have the Switch here in our apartment. We love the Switch, but the only thing we have for it is Fire Emblem Heroes, which Skylar plays, and then we have Super Mario Odyssey, which Skylar just started playing a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm looking at something to tide me over while just being able to lay on the couch. A good buy?
2: It is excellent. It is a good buy, and it's not go- you're not going to lose... And in like, you know, some games, like say you lose some on graphics, you lose certain portions of the game when you take it off of being off dock, like some of the higher end games, but you don't. It's just, you could just kick back on that couch,
0: play through, and you don't lose anything. It doesn't lag or anything. Nice, nice, because I like laying on the couch and just playing video games and maybe doing, never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, you
1: mean on Reddit? Yep, yep. I see that face. I know what that face looks like. I know what that face means. I make it nightly. Well, cool, man. What else are you playing? It's just Octopath Traveler. Not even playing anything on your phone during the day, like any any time clickers.
2: Nope. Uh, well, during the day I work, and where there's no like no cell service, and you know I don't really get to play too much of that uh, during the day. Just been pretty much playing Octopath Traveler and uh, and work. Rock on. Yeah, man. I got to uh,
1: honestly, I got got to get myself a switch. I've been uh, I've been trying to fight it. I got my daughter a switch, but I really like the damn thing. And,
2: i love me some Switch. Yeah. I'd get a second one if I could right now.
1: Well, that's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at it saying, do I get a second one or do I just try to get it in
2: my daughter's good graces so that I can use hers? No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm, I'm tempted to get a second one for me <laughs> or get it for, for the wife with air quotes. I was going to say, yeah,
1: but what the hell are you going to do with a second Switch when you have a Switch?
2: I could be lazy as fuck. I could have one in my game room and then just walk upstairs <laughs> to the bedroom. I could just have a Switch everywhere so I could just lazily mosey along and pick one up.
1: All right, so what you're saying is we've got to start a GoFundMe for a D lazy switch day.
0: <laughs> yes. that, that's what I'm hearing. I was trying to start a <laughs> GoFundMe just for a lens, and I couldn't wait.
1: Well, hey, I mean, dude, people are making GoFundMes for everything now.
0: Maybe I should do a GoFundMe.
2: I'm going to protest all the bad stuff in the news and all like the, the bad politics.
0: I, I want to sit on my ass for, like, three weeks, but I need to get paid. <laughs> go fund me. <laughs> go fund me so that I don't have to work. I think that was the one of the episodes of One Punch Man that we just watched this week.
1: Was it? Oh, <laughs> dude, I must have missed it because I jumped in way yeah, further. I think late. that was the last episode. How the hell did... Okay, so I gotta ask this question.
0: How the hell did we go from Initial D and finishing that season to One Punch Man? Okay, well, the first mistake you made was having me host it. I haven't been on in, like, three weeks. <laughs> So that was your first mistake. So I was just like, I'll take anything because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so it was it was God, Daymok, and... Blue Shark ended up showing up. Yeah, it was Blue Shark. And they're sitting there talking about it, and they're just like, ooh, we could watch something else right now. Like, Daymok was just listing off a bunch of stuff. God was adding inputs, and I was like look, I need you all to vote. And they're like, well, one Punch Man's on Hulu, so I loaded it up and started playing that instead.
1: Jesus Christ. So we never actually
0: finished the initial D season at all? No, we, we took a detour because you weren't there to keep me in check. You know I'm not qualified to run things. Have you seen <laughs> me at work? I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just
0: well, like, ah, oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> well, Shadow, what's your steady games? What you been playing, man?
0: Alright, so, um, you know, I did not have a a good weekend. I felt sick all weekend and didn't really want to do anything. But now that I'm back feeling better about myself, uh, I figured following up um, Ghost Recon Wildlands based off the Sam Fisher mission that I really wanted to go back and play uh, Splinter Cell. And the 2013 Splinter Cell where there was some complaints about Michael Ironsides not being Sam. They kind of retconned him to be younger, which, whatever. I, I can gloss over uh, gloss over all of that, because I thought the 2013 Splinter Cell was excellent. People complained about it, but I thought it was a good return to its roots while still allowing, you know, reasonable things, because it's not reasonable to be handed a handgun and be like, oh, I'll only shoot light bulbs with this. No, I'm going to shoot a guy not wearing a helmet. Because why would I shoot out all the lights when I could just shoot him and move on?
2: If I had night vision, I would shoot out all the light bulbs. And then I would just get the guy in the
0: toes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, that's still a fun way to play, but sometimes you're just like, yep, I'm done. I'm done being the difficult way. I'm just going to shoot him in his face. Oh, you're
2: talking about in games. Okay, no, I'm just kidding.
0: Do do you need to borrow this?
2: When I run out of ammo.
1: (laughs) Now that, that reminds me of exactly how I play Metal Gear. Which, if you listen to the last episode, we were talking about the original Metal Gear. And soon, we're going to have an episode on the Metal Gear Solid series. But that's exactly how I play Metal Gear Solid. I'll play it for a little while, being all stealth and shooting out light bulbs and trying to be silent. And then I'll just get to the point of, like, nah, fuck it. You gave me an Uzi. I'm going to use it.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and speak for the other half of... team shadow fox's house skylar actually went and started playing super mario odyssey on the wii which she has an advantage because she's been watching me play it she loves to watch me play video games like that um she's watched me play zelda a bunch of times so she had a general idea of what to do and it was hilarious watching her but here's the kicker so the game has all these hidden moons throughout the game Oh, a ton of them actually like, like 900 is some stupid amount for just doing the, the stupidest task that you're just like that couldn't be anything but she took a fresh approach to this and she found moons in like the first three levels that I wasn't even aware existed just by playing the game she's like what's that I'm gonna do that <laughs> and I was like there's nothing that oh my god she just found it like one of them one of them it something like I had seen this bird flying around in the desert level for the longest time shining I knew it's a moon All I gotta do is hit it, and uh, she just said, "Screw it!" She found a pillar that happens to fly over and just stood there for five minutes waiting for it to show up, and she got it before I did. (laughs) I was just like, "What the heck?" But yeah, that's it was it was fun watching her play for once because I'm like, "You're making a mistake! You're making and you made the mistake! Good job."
2: And I, I'm just waiting for Mario playing that game. There's so many of those extra moons.
0: I'm just waiting for him to just you leave him standing for too long, and he checks his prison wallet and pulls one out. Um, the other thing of Super Mario Odyssey, I finally unlocked the last level, and much like Super Mario 3D World, I spent 10 minutes looking at the first, like, it's always a set of crazy amount of challenges that you've done throughout the game with no checkpoints. It's just like Super Mario 3D World. I can't make it past the first segment, and I'm like, there's another, like, 14 or 15 of these segments. Nintendo games always scale like that like I love Nintendo but they scale like this slowly building you up slowly building you up last set of levels through the roof
1: oh yeah yeah it's a definite curve and it's kind of like the 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 association of how much it costs to do a development project like it's totally it's totally not that much not that much not that much and then when you get right to the end it's like it costs a whole shit ton
0: and that's, that's basically it, other than playing some Civ Five to just, that's what I did to try to kill some of the weekend just so I could start feeling better, but I, I couldn't get more than like 50 turns in before I was just like, nope, I'm just going to go lay in the bed again. That's completely
1: understandable. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty rough week. I gotta say, my, uh, my game playing this week has been pretty much stricted down to playing some Marvel Strike Force on my phone. Marvel Strike Force is a little mobile game. It's kind of like Star Trek Timelines, if you've ever played that. It's pretty well developed. It's completely designed to pay to win. But you can you can just kind of mosey along and, and play it and slowly and steadily get up there. You know, you can pay, of course, the, the premium amount and, and get there in a week. Or you could spend six months and get to the same spot. It's kind of up to you. So I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, I didn't play any Minecraft this week. I wanted to, but I never got around to it. You
0: can't let me play that with you. You can't. Yes, I can. Oh, if if you play with me, you're going to find that your entire base, like, there's just going to be a, a layer of TNT right below
1: it. I'm okay with this, because you know what? When, when the creepers show up, I'll just sit there and go, shadow, hit it. Boom. Exactly.
2: Jeez. Don't we have memories of uh, doing that to Cecil's house in real life?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure we do. Uh, What else? Um, Oh, I was actually playing, uh, I got a game a while ago called Beholder. You guys ever heard of that one?
0: Is it in the eye of?
1: No, it's not in the eye of the beholder. It's, uh, It's
2: called Beholder.
0: So... It doesn't ring a bell right now.
1: This one, it's an interesting game. The the graphics on it are very... What's the best way to describe this? Not simplistic. Have you played uh, This War of Mine by any chance? I'll take that as a no. So it's kind of got the same graphics as This War of Mine. Uh, Might even be made, made by the same people. I don't freaking know. But the premise of the story is you are... Oh, Jesus Christ. I think a landlord... In this apartment complex, and your whole goal is to get dirt on all the tenants. Um, the graphics are—they're really cool. They're—it's they're, really hard to describe. It, it, It's—it's—it's a—it's kind of a noir style graphics. Everything is more of a black, like all the characters are black and white, like they're—they're they're black silhouettes with white tones. Like, uh, for instance, the character that you play as Carl has he's almost completely black character his eyes are just big white bulbs he's got you can see his white collar and a white tie but the rest of him is completely black except for his belt which i've actually i'm just looking at now i didn't even notice that his belt buckle says e on it which is kind of weird but the goal of it is basically to bug people's apartments and you put in cameras there you gather information on them and you got to do it all sneaky i currently have not passed the first challenge which the first challenge is to go into somebody's apartment search it put cameras in and then get out and find information on said person um i always go in drop a camera off start searching the place and then the cops bust in and say you were stealing stuff and i go well, bribe you and they go well you can't bribe me you don't have enough reputation and then i'm fucked like real life pretty much like real life actually ironically a lot like real life uh my, you know, one of my hobbies is I I bypass locks um, for a hobby. It's it's a weird, stupid hobby I've had since I was like eight years old, uh, and it's fun. It's just to find a, a complicated lock and see if you can get by it. Well, my my neighbor who their children bought the house across the street from me. They're renovating the entire house. Well, they showed up and they forgot the keys, and they live a distance away. So I'm sitting there and I got home super late one night and they let me borrow a tool to, to work on my house. And they were saying, Yeah, yeah. So we were, you know, we were stopping by to do this, but we, we left the keys to the house. So we're, you know, we're just going to come by, back by on the weekend. And I just said, Well, do you want me to let you in your house? And they just looked at me like, You can do that? Like, with your permission, I can. I and mean, otherwise, no, I can't. <laughs> So I let them into their house, and it was like, oh. So it just it, it reminded me of this game, Beholder, because in the game, you kind of walk up and you... I just don't even know if you bypass lock like, since you're the landlord. I think you actually have a key. Well, that's what I would assume, but I don't know. Well, funny thing is, is I've played a lot of games where you have, where you pick a lock, like, for instance, Morrowind, Skyrim, Splinter Cell, and you know what game probably has... A very very decent rendition of picking a lock there was one that i could remember i can't remember off the top of my head what it was though actually splinter cell has a very very i don't want to say accurate but
0: it's probably the most accurate in a video game i've seen i i think that's the image i'm getting in my head wasn't it like uh chaos theory that introduced it they took that out in the new stuff but i remember being the first splinter cell because of the first Splinter Cell that I played,
1: you actually, it shows you with a tension bar and then a pick. And as you go through and you go through with each one of the tumblers, now it's a little bit different because in real life, they're never, you know, it's, it's, it's never the first tumbler is, is solved and then you go down them in sequential order. It's pretty much you just figure out which tumbler is the correct one and you do that one. But in Splinter Cell, you just, Rotate the the analog stick until that tumbler is set, and then you go on to the next one.
0: But it, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Yeah, I'm remembering it. Yeah, it's
1: it's about as accurate as I've seen in a game. Now, if you know of a game that actually has a more accurate lock picking system than I'm describing in Splinter Cell, give us an email or give us a shout out in Discord. Um, our email is gna podcast at gna and your dna dot one. Because I'm, as I said, it's a hobby of mine. I love doing it. But I would be super interested in anybody else who knows of one. Yeah, actually, Shadow Fox. That's exactly what I'm talking about right there, that you have right there. Now, how the game did that, though, is you went through in sequential order. You started at the back one, and you basically f- solved each, each tumbler in, you know, order. Um, in real life, it's never that way, but in, in the game it was. But that was probably the most accurate I've seen of a... uh of a lock picking system.
0: Remember, kids, check your state laws before you order a kit online. Whoa,
1: whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so as I said, it's a hobby of mine. Now, I've gone through all the all the rigmarole and all the all the bullshit that you have to do to do it as a hobby. Now, that doesn't mean that you can go out, go buy a lock pick set, and then just start doing it without ramifications. There are several, but always check the state you're in, and definitely always make sure that you don't carry your picks on you. Because if you cross state lines or you cross into a state that they it a felony to hold on to them, that's on you. you got to be very, very careful. Like, for instance, D.C., Washington, D.C., if you have a lock picking set on you, they're considered burglary tools and it's a felony. You can go to jail and not like, hey, I'm going to jail for the night. It's I'm going to jail.
2: Unless you're on the job and you are an officially licensed in that state. Locks. Correct. And if you're if you're
1: official licensed locksmith, that's a different story. Um, and there are things that you can do where you take a test and you can get it's, it's not license. It's like a certification so that you can carry lockpicks. And I think it's 44 states. As long as you have the piece of paper on you, you can hold it. Uh, I could be incorrect. Shoot me a message again if I'm wrong, because I'm always I, I love to be wrong.
0: That's well, like I said, just remember kids, just because you can order it on Amazon doesn't mean it's legal in your state. Check your state laws first. Correct.
1: Very correct. Ah, uh, so let's get on to the actual topic that we had <laughs> for tonight. It's... There's a there's a topic I didn't read anything. <laughs> there is. There is actually a complete topic for tonight. And the topic is mini games, which ironically, the lock picking in Splinter Cell kind of gives that little little touch of uh touch of love in there.
0: Huh. I get yeah, that is considered a mini game. It's it's something that's unique, not necessarily part of the story, but it's a small task you got to do. It's kind of I mean, the, like there's there's a loose definition of mini games, and but I would
1: put that lock picking in Splinter Cell as a mini game because I think there's an option where you can force a lock or you can just hit auto. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I, I played that game.
0: I want to say there is, but y- you force the lock. It's something that the guards can be like oh somebody clearly broke this or it creates a bunch of sound yeah
1: maybe that was it. yeah well anywho so a lot of ga- a lot of different games have mini games um and mini games are literally just games inside of games so a great for instance is if you ever went to the golden saucer in final fantasy 7 i bring that up because if you're listening to the show, you've probably played Final Fantasy VII. And if you've played Final Fantasy VII, you've probably gone to the Golden Saucer. So I throw that out as an example because uh, I'm trying to placate to the audience here. I don't know which games you played, so I don't want to give you an obscure one and then be completely off the wall. Or maybe you like obscure games. I don't fucking know. I'm just drunk talking about shit.
0: Anywho, it's, so. It's true. He is.
1: So mini-games. What my, my big question that I have on minigames is is there's been so many minigames across so many different games. Where was the start that you can cognitively remember? Now, bear in mind, your definition of a minigame might be different than mine, and I'm okay with that. But where did you start, Shadow? Where, where's the first minigame that you can cognitively remember playing in a game, and what was it?
0: Okay, so D's going to hate me for this one because it's come up in recent conversations. The, the first one that I can think of on the top of my head before I can like really dig back there, is the gummy ship from Kingdom Hearts. Fucking A right, man. I fucking hated that so damn much. I played the gummy ship levels more than I played the actual Kingdom Hearts game. And that's why I said D so not gonna like to like me. Cecil can that. That's why I said D will not like me right there for that one point, but that's, that's the... I've played games before then, but that's the one that's striking me the most, just because I disliked it so much, and its absence from Kingdom Hearts 2 did not upset me in any way, shape, or form. Made me sad. Uh, It made me sad, too.
1: Funny thing is, is that I actually grinded out everything that I possibly could on that damn gummy ship, like, (laughs) long before I beat the damn game. I had this, I had, like, every blueprint that you could possibly think of. I had managed to get out and I literally would only progress farther when I needed a, a piece for the gummy ship in the first game.
2: I'm pretty sure that if we could have pulled it, we would have tried to build the gummy Millennium Falcon. Dude,
1: dude, you know, the, that gummy ship game reminded me of, and, and you, everybody's going to probably scream and yell at this comment and that's fine, but that reminded me of Star Fox and I fucking loved that game. It was a fun game.
0: I like Star Fox. I love Star Fox. I did not like the Gummy Ship.
1: <laughs> All right, D. Where did you start off? Where's the first? Where's the first one that you can remember? The first mini game that you can cognitively remember playing?
2: This actually goes back to the Super Nintendo. And uh, if you popped in Super Pitfall, and you found little secret, you could play the original Pitfall game within it.
1: Oh shit! Yeah. Man, now I gotta go do that because I honestly I don't remember that
2: yeah you'll, you'll have to do
1: that damn it well I, mine's an easy one um and the only reason mine's an easy one is because i can i i have a i have a weird twisted love for this series uh and if you've ever played well you may understand you may you may recognize the name roger wilco maybe yes no
2: mm-hmm. maybe I remember where he's from space quest space quest you're the one that introduced me to space quest
1: in the third space quest game i can and and there may have been one in prior space quest games and if there is i'm sorry for not remembering but in the third space quest game i remember this so vividly there was a game called astro chicken and you went to this it was a space station burger joint in the middle of like the solar system and you would show up and you would literally as you walk in you would order a burger or you would do whatever and while you were there, you would, there was this arcade game called Astro Chicken. And I don't know that there was any actual point to the game other than just to play the game. It was literally just an arcade game in the middle of nowhere. But that's the first one I can cognitively remember. Now, there's been a bunch of games, like mini games all across. I mean, mini games, I'm, I'm sure that mini games didn't start back with Space Quest 3. I'm, I'm pretty sure mini games have been out there for, for a while. What is some, uh, and I say retro, let's just classify retro here. Retro is pre-PlayStation, so anything before the PlayStation would be considered retro.
2: Actually, even PlayStation 2 and GameCube is considered retro well, now. Well, yeah, but, but, but just for just, us, just for
1: my definition right now.
2: Oh, okay, for us, for us. I'm going to say for yeah. us,
1: for this conversation, we're going to say anything prior to PlayStation. For, for us old farts? Yeah, Fresh old farts, you, you know, you played all the road games. What's a game that you can think of, retro style, that had minigames in it? I can't. Here, I'll prime the pump here, okay? I'm going to prime this pump. We're going to go with Chrono Trigger and the Carnival. Right at the beginning of the damn game.
2: Yep, yep. You get you get several minigames. I did a video on how to basically kind of... Uh using the mini games to pump up your money to get the better equipment right in the beginning. That's, I did a little video on that that's trick. That's actually nice. exactly
1: what I did. So there were there were several minigames right at the beginning of Chrono Trigger. One of them was where you could bet on racing. You walk in, the first thing you see in the carnival is there's this track around a little segment, and you could go up to this guy and you could bet silver points and say how much you wanted to spend. Or no, it's not how much you want to spend. You, you bet on who was going to win. One was like Green Goblin. One was like a... a, a guy, a a armored suit guy, metal runner or something like that. And there was a cat and there's a whole bunch of one. You basically bet on them and you figured out who would win. And there was a guy on the opposite side of the track that if you talked to, he would give you a hint on who he thought was going to win. Now, sometimes he was right, sometimes he wasn't. It was a a lot based on luck. And supposedly, if I remember in the Super Nintendo version, there was a thing where you could run around some of the people and slow them down. To let somebody else win, but I never, I never actually got that to work correctly. But there was that. There was a beer, ch- or not a beer. It was like a root beer chugging contest where you would mash the button as quick as you could, and it would, uh, it would drink quicker than the next guy. And if you beat him, you got some silver points. Um, what was the other mini? Wasn't there three mini games in the carnival? There was the boxing with the robot. Oh yeah, but that's just a fight. I don't, I don't consider that a mini game. Yeah. That's just literally a fight. I thought there was a third mini game. Yeah, I'm I'm brain biffing But anyway, so there, there's prime in the pump.
2: So what what other mini games can you think of retro style? You already gave one, Super Pitfall. Yep, that was yeah you know, the one I already is. But I'm thinking of other ones. Um, Zelda on the Game Boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, remember you can uh, to get like the Yoshi doll and stuff. You could actually it's like the uh, little claw that comes down and and grabs it up. I don't remember that. So that had a mini. Yeah, you could, you could go to like the shops where you paid a little bit of money, and then, you know, of course, a little thing comes down, and you have to time it, and you can get some uh, items like
0: that. Oh, yeah, so um, Link's Awakening. Like, the, yeah, the very awakening. first town had the, the little claw game where the claw was over the conveyor belt. So get the belt. Yoshi doll, yep. yep. Oh, I just remember that. and end of the Yoshi doll, you trade for something, and you trade for something, and there's a can of beans at some point and a gorilla. Wait a minute. Have you been drinking? I haven't been drinking. It's a thing. Hang on, let me look that up for you, jeez. Hold on, a can of beans and a gorilla. Yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna just look that up. It was, I thought an alligator, but... is a whole thing, there's a wiki article for the trade thing. You start off with the Yoshi doll, you trade it for a ribbon, you trade it for dog food, that you trade for bananas, that you trade for a stick, that you trade for honeycomb, that you trade for a pineapple, that you trade for hibiscus, that you trade for a leather, that you trade for a broom, that you trade for a fishing cook, that you trade for a mermaid's necklace. that you trade for a mermaid scale.
1: I'm gonna be perfectly honest, you lost me a dog food, but it's okay. We've got this recorded, I'll go back and listen.
0: But the, the, the shop that you go in for that game is called the Trendy Game Shop. Trend yes, yes. Speaking of Game Boy Advance, or not Game Boy Advance, but the the, the Game Boy games. So Pokemon, and this is something that the that a lot of the countries and or the EU in general is trying to remove like gambling from video games targeted at kids. In the original Pokemon games, there was the the lottery corner, the game corner. Oh yeah. And that persisted True. for like through Gen 4 before the EU really started cracking down on it. But that was a that was a thing in common like Nintendo Game Boy games was just little mini games like that. I you know, I didn't remember the Pokemon
1: lottery game, but now I do. I mean, I distinctly remember playing it.
0: Well, it was the easiest way to get an Abra if you didn't feel like just wandering around in the grass and hoping you'd catch it on the first throw. But I think that was the the easiest way at the time before like the end of the game to get like a Dratini. The only way to really do it. Well, minigames have
1: have come, I mean, a long, long way. To the point of minigames being almost as as good, if not better, than the game itself.
2: You know that actually kind of brings to mind? Or stuff that basically gets its own light in its own right? You know, The Witcher had Trent. Trent is now its own game that's coming out. Gwent. Let me correct you. Gwent. Gwent sorry, Trent. Gwent. <laughs> Gwent. Sorry, why am I thinking? Correct yourself. I, I mean, Gwent.
0: <laughs> so speaking of many games that become so popular that they spawn their own games, uh, Super Mario 3D World had to- or Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker.
2: Oh, 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 another retro one. And the uh, Super Mario 3 on the NES, if you click on either the beginning place in World 1 or where the last person beat a w- w- uh, level with their little name on the little circle, you can play the original Mario Brothers on it. No shit. And then whoever wins gets your turn. Yeah, I thought everybody knew that in Super Mario 3. My kids right now are doing that. Like, every time I pop in Super Mario 3, they do that more than their actual game.
1: Crap, no. I didn't know that on Super Mario 3. <laughs>
2: I think we're schooling Cecil. But you
1: know what? People played Super Mario 3 way more than I did. Because by the time, mm-hmm. like, really people were cranking the Super Mario 3, I didn't have a Nintendo. I didn't really kick into things until Super Nintendo. And then things before that on PC. So the Nintendo era, there was very few games that I got to play until more recently.
2: And I'm replaying all the old retro stuff with the
0: kids, so.
1: That's a great opportunity right there. Getting the kids to jump mm-hmm. right into it.
0: So, speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo makes entire games out of minigames the entire mario party series that's what i was gonna say nothing but minigames
1: yeah so like that's what i that's what i love about the minigame scenario is that there's there's just stupid potential in it
2: well the retro challenge games were you playing all those little parts weird challenges within retro games Mm -hmm. that came out on like the wii u and now in the 3ds Like
1: one um one thing you guys, and this isn't quite a mini game. This is a little bit off topic, but have you guys played the Zelda uh, Link to the Past uh, randomizer?
2: Is that that that's what like a ROM you can get? Isn't that a uh, um, that's a uh, fan based one,
0: right?
1: Yeah. So basically, how it works is they figured out an algorithm that makes it so that you they they randomize where things drop and how you get them, but it makes it so that.
2: It's not exactly. impossible it's, yet.
1: It's not. It's not a game breaker.
2: I haven't played it, but I've watched it played.
1: I've I myself have not played it, but I've watched it played, and I've watched people do speed runs through it, and it is, it's a great little kind of. I don't know what's the best way to describe it. It's an it's a great adaptation. It's a great thought process of just randomizing it, making it making it more procedural based out of it.
2: Well, if 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 past president's anything. I can just I can just wait until like a, a year or so when they get a cease and desist order, they get in deep shit from Nintendo, and then Nintendo releases its own version, exactly, just like Mario Maker, exactly,
1: yeah, Mario Maker. Oh,
2: we had the idea the whole time, right? Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Now there have been some really really great mini games out there, um, and I, you know I, I say this as a as a as a close the the card game that was out of Final Fantasy VIII. Man, I played the fuck out of that game.
2: Yeah, what was it called? I
1: I honestly can't remember for the life of me. We probably put it in the show notes somewhere. Let me check articles. Probably. Hold on. Searching, searching, searching.
2: Oh, Blitzball. Fuck me. In Final Fantasy X, yeah. Oh but that's not the card game in final fantasy 8 no no that's not the final that's not the card game
1: in final fantasy 8 but blitzball man i spent so much friggin' time in blitzball that
2: was a lot of fun you were a blitzball master i remember that
0: i was about to actually like while you were doing that be like well there's plenty of mini games that i hated so much that i just i refused to do them after attempting them and blitzball dude oh i hated that
1: oh man i friggin' love blitzball
2: do you consider a mini game in Final Fantasy 7 the Chocobo racing and then the breeding of Chocobos to try to get the gold one? I don't
1: you know, I don't know if about, about breeding Chocobos if that would be considered a mini game cuz that's well, you know what? That may in the in the strictest sense it probably is.
0: Speaking of Chocobos and minigames, the Chocobo training challenge from Final Fantasy 10. I have actually almost raged thrown my PS Vita across the room over that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. But you got to do it to get Titus's ultimate weapon, and I'm not gonna not have Titus in my final fight team. Dude, you have to have Titus in your final fight team. Damn right you do. So every time I play it, I'm just like, oh, I gotta do this, and I'm gonna hate my life, but I gotta do it. So the Final Fantasy VIII card game was called triad triad that's right it's pronounced gwent (laughs) nice i see what you did there you 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 so mean to me uh
1: there's actually in, in researching this which zyber you're not here so i get to make fun of you uh no man i love you man uh dude zyber actually you did a shit ton of research on this fucking more than i think anybody else did uh And you're not even here, which fucking blows. But uh, you were doing some research, and you actually found a game that I didn't even know existed, which was in Metal Gear Solid Three, the Snake versus Monkey. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, I saw it in the notes. Like I didn't know about it before this, but I did see it in the notes. It's why I'm laughing. I had
1: no clue this existed until two days ago when I was searching through these articles, and I'm like. What the fuck is that? Snake versus monkeys. That's, that's bullshit. That doesn't exist. And I, I fucking read the article I'm like, holy shit, it exists! And it looks like Shadow is right now reading said article.
0: Oh no, I just remember that the Gwent beta is actually a live thing, so I just signed up for it. Oh, you bastard. Oh yeah. So, the, actually the first time I played The Witcher, I didn't after my first Gwent match and I lost terribly and then reloaded the save and tried it again, my first playthrough of Gwent, I didn't touch it. So, the second playthrough, I was trying to do achievement hunting, which I didn't accomplish it because I got bored with the tournament. Uh, Sky, Sky was like, oh, I love playing Gwent. I'm good at it. I'm like, fine, you sit down and you play it. <laughs> and she started swearing at me because I had no good cards at all, because I didn't do it my first playthrough. Well,
1: I guess that would probably be the definition of a minigame. A game inside of a game that actually does not bother with progression.
2: Well, what's funny is is there's a, uh, it's not even a minigame within a game. Uh, do you remember the PSP, that Castlevania Chronicles game? Fuck yeah. Playing through it, if you did the right secret, you would unlock, you then unlock the Castlevania Symphony of the Night within it. It's not there to begin with. You have to actually unlock oh, it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I do remember that.
2: So I guess that technically counts too. Well. That was pretty epic.
1: I don't know if that counts because, I mean, that's a whole.
2: That's an entire game within a game.
1: Yeah, that's an entire game that you unlock. That's not really a minigame within the game. True. I would think a mini game would be kind of classified as a game inside the yeah. game that has no actual bearing on the rest of the game. Like you could ignore it completely, and you could still complete the game.
2: It's still pretty cool that they added that. No, though. totally.
1: What other mini games? What, what were some other mini games that were out there that were just so good that they were almost better than the actual game?
0: So, I think uh, Minesweeper was better than Windows 95.
1: Dude, Minesweeper was, was a billion times better than Windows 95.
0: Like, that game so, came so, out... So, would you call Minesweeper a minigame? <laughs> I'm playing it online right now, actually. I, I
1: actually think Minesweeper would be considered a minigame, because you, you could play that game or not, and it didn't affect your ability to use Windows.
0: Minesweeper is one of those things that I can I can do beginner, I can do intermediate and reliably finish a game. I don't think I've ever beat a game of Expert.
1: One time. One time I beat Expert.
0: So this is going to make you feel bad. My mother played this game religiously. Oh, God. I love my mother to death. She could almost always clear an Expert. Unless the game gave her, like, a, there's one or two possibilities and either combination will work. If it wasn't that she could always clear an expert game, and I don't understand how. Like, I love my mother, but like, analytics is not her thing.
1: Well, you know what you just did? You made me feel.
0: You want me to send you the link? I found out how to play it online. Here you go. No, for the love of God, no.
1: Nope. Sent. Ah, you bastard. Well, uh, the next topic that we gotta go I into doing. since we are are probably grossly over time, oh yeah, look at that, Jesus Christ, I should never check the time when we're fucking recording anyway so uh next topic that our next kind of segment of said topic was games now that are really just mini games, like in all honesty when you play it, it's just a mini game
0: ooh that's that's a toughy one um. I guess I just found under games that I'm just disappointed because they didn't have enough material in it. Well, the first, so ga- no man's guy. the first game that comes to my mind, Hearthstone.
1: Like, that literally is just a minigame that feels like it was just a minigame, but it turned into a full-fledged game.
2: Pokemon Go?
1: Yeah, you know what? Pokemon Go feels like a
0: minigame. It really does. It does. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it, but it's addictive, but... I, I have some dislike of Go.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm I on and off again with Gold. Like, I'll like it for a bit, and then I'll not like it. Like, right now, I'm in a not-like-it phase. Uh, man, I'm just actually... You know, a lot of phone games, I really feel, are just mini games that they turned into games.
2: Well, that's what they're meant to be, though. Mobile gaming is meant to be just kind of in between a lot of... I mean, there are some that are, like, full-fledged games, but I think most older, like, mobile phone games especially were meant just to be, like, little breaks in between, just quick little... You know, would would you call Final Fantasy Tactics a minigame? No, but they have released minigame-like versions of Final Fantasy products on phones for mobile. Yeah. No, I, I'm talking just purely Final Fantasy Tactics by itself. No, it's an entire game with story. I really enjoyed it, and it felt like a very full game. It was a tactic game as opposed to a regular you know turn-based RPG, but I didn't feel it was... Well, I mean, it was turn-based in itself. Yeah, but I mean, it was a strategic as opposed to just a straight... Typical yeah. turn-based JRPG. The battle system was, you
0: know, the battle system was complex, but the story was, you know, in between the battles, and the battles just happened on the one screen, and it, it was designed to. I think it works well for portable, like Tactics Advance. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the game, I love the story, but at the end of the day, it just felt like a single mini game that you just did over and over again. Each battle played out differently, but
1: yeah, yeah, and I can see where you're where you're going from that. And I could agree with you, but I can also agree with D because there was a whole genre based off that tactic style.
0: I mean, I guess uh, I guess the qualifier for a minigame is, is it important to a story or does it require a story? And I guess it doesn't. For tactics? Like, no, no. Tactics had a story. I'm just saying minigames in general. Oh, games. OK, I was about to say I, I remember it had a story. What makes it what makes it a minigame? Does it affect the story in any way, shape, or form? Or is it just something extra that has to be done or could be done or voluntary? Yeah, it's kinda of like just there. Yeah, I guess that a yeah. minigame would just be kinda
1: of be just there. But I guess I guess a minigame could be turned into a game if you add story to it.
0: Well, that's what Captain to- Toad's Treasure Tracker was. It was people who liked the five or six levels that they made for 3D World, and they made its own little game out of
1: it. That sounds erotic. Just I know it wasn't meant to be, but that totally sounds erotic.
0: Well, Nintendo does a lot of erotic-sounding things. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm really trying to think now.
1: Well, like Rage of Bahamut, I don't know if you played that game, that really just felt more like a mini game that should have been inside of a game. Yeah, because... Yeah, it does. But then there are games like I'm looking through. I'm just quickly looking through my uh, my phone app. Oh, you know what? You know what games really feel like mini games. You ever play any of those running games? Like Quop? I was thinking like Tom Gold. You know Tom's Gold uh, Run or yeah. Subway Surf stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I, I I know what you're thinking. Uh yeah, those those are mini games. Uh, on. So, uh, if, if the qualification is it's it's a relatively simple task without too much of a story, would would you call uh, I guess in line with the running games? Would you just call the entire Tony Hawk series up until Underground One because there's no story behind it? <laughs> well, You're just skating. The, <laughs> yeah, those, those those would just be
1: arcade games, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I I mean they're well, but didn't one of the Tony Hawks didn't one of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games eventually come out with like a story to it.
0: Yeah, that was Underground 1 and 2 and then Wasteland. There was stories behind it, but Tony Hawk's 1 through 4, you just unlock new areas to go to for no reason other than to go to them. Wait a minute, did you say Goku? I mean, Goku could be my minigame. Goku would kick the shit out of me in a minigame. I'm, right I'm just was.
1: looking at this background in, in D's like, area there, and what the hell's on top of that TV? It, it looks like Amiibos? Are those amiibos on top of that?
0: They're most likely amiibos stacked on top of, like, the Mario building blocks.
1: I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. Of course, D can't hear us because he's got his his headset off. So we're just going to make fun of him for not having his headset on right now.
0: I know it's so weird with his weird face. Oh, God, he has such erect nipples. Yeah, he does. They're so, so erect. Like, he actually has a dedicated game room. But like I just I just have the apartment. We have the, the dedicated like stand of stuff, but that's
1: that's it. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm looking around this this room, which this room was actually at one point in time uh, a like closed in porch. And it's exactly what you would feel like a closed in porch would feel like. It it's hot in yeah. the summer, it's cold in the winter. Basically you're always in swamp territory back here.
0: I'd like to point out that you're hot year round.
1: Well, I mean, that, that's usually an, that's usually because I'm drinking so much alcohol and lighting cigarettes.
0: Oh, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that second part.
1: What light things on fire? Yeah, they've been telling me that since I was a kid. They frown upon that in most places. Eh, it's only if you get caught. It depends on what's lighting on fire. Yeah, there really are a lot of games out now, and a lot of them are mobile games that just really are mini games that are just kind of fun to play
2: Fuck. alright now I gotta ask how the hell do I sign up for Gwent oh man I did that like shit during the alpha I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of it now go to uh, the company's site I think there's a thing for it to sign oh, up for it on there
1: I wanna see if Shadow realizes he's on mute
0: yes <laughs> yes I'm on mute uh, yeah you just, you, just uh, you got a good old games no uh, hang on I got I got the link it's playgwent.com
1: oh son of a bitch now I gotta go to another site
0: but I, f- I feel like it's got to be a play to win. For you, it's play to lose. Yeah, I mean, play, play to win Play
1: for free. Oh shit! I gotta sign up. But well, I can continue.
2: How are they Facebook. making
0: money off this? That's that's my question. Well,
2: well uh, Gwent. Yeah. It's gonna be a paid for game when it comes out. Oh really? Yeah. It's just right now it's in free. You know, it's it's in beta status.
0: Well, here I am. Sign up for Gwent. Why does why is it trying to teach me how to play Gwent? Oh, God. No, no, we're... No, I know how to play. I know... Yes, I want to quit. I just want to set the settings. I know how to play Gwent. Oh, jeez. Are you sure? Are you sure you know how to play Gwent? Apparently, I don't. Because Siri was trying to teach me.
1: Well, I just have to accept the end user license. I read the entire thing in in, like, that 30
0: seconds. Oh, this is what we're going to do.
1: Well... On that note, we've got some questions from the audience this time around.
0: Can you believe it? Was it Daymok? Please tell me it wasn't Daymok. No, it
1: totally wasn't Daymok. It was Zyber. Can you believe it? Can you dig it? So the first question, actually we have two questions this time around. First question is from Zyberblood. So question, do you think games like Black and White would make a good transition to VR? That's a great question. I'm actually going to answer this first myself because I played black and white way too much when it came out. I think black and white would make a great transition to VR. Just because of the way it is, you could look around you and you basically would be surrounded by the entire game world. You know, the the hand in black and white was basically you just using your mouse, clicking on things, dragging stuff over here, making symbols in the air to make shit happen. I personally think that it would make a great friggin' VR game. What do you guys think? I never played it. Dying to Fire.
0: I actually. Working on it.
2: <laughs> I actually think I'd have to agree that uh, you really. Because it's like you play in the game as if you are the god there, your hand in it. So it'd be like a real God's view. If you did it right, you could do that God's view mode and just be like above everything and. You could open it up and get a closer view, and it'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think Black and White and those kind of games like Black and White totally think that they would make a great transition to VR.
2: The only thing I would think maybe tricky would be the menu system would be interesting.
1: Nah, dude. Menu system's super, super easy. Just do like any other VR. You just make a digital block in the view. The thing that I thought ah, would be yeah. weird would be how to travel around, because... In in black and white, you would just kind of roll your mouse wheel forward or press the plus key and you would zoom in and zoom out to get a better shot. You would almost have to kind of – you'd almost have to be like an act razor. You'd be flying around.
2: You you know what? You could probably do that with like say just like you had a menu like overlay like clear. You could probably do like a little mouse thing at the bottom and like zoom in and out and use like – Hand motions. Yeah,
1: but I would, I would think that the zoom in, zoom out would be a little bit awkward. I would think that you'd have to kind of be like the eye in the sky, fly around, and like your point of view was from that level. So there wasn't really like a zoom in, zoom out. It's just you physically getting down closer or getting farther away. So essentially zooming in, zooming out, but from perspective-wise, it would be kind of flying.
2: Yeah. It could actually be fun.
1: I could, I could definitely dig that. Like black and white. Hell, even like if they brought back an ActRaiser and made it like that, made that VR.
2: I was actually just thinking it. No, no, you know what I was actually thinking in my little brain too. Maybe they should make Doom VR, but use the old Doom graphics. Well, they made a Doom VR, but I mean with the original like Windows three point one one graphics, so you're walking around like, man, this is cheesy. That would be
1: intense. I would play that. I would probably buy VR just to play that.
2: That would be yeah. That'd be fucking intense. The original, like, the back when we had the old Windows 3.11, the original Wolfenstein, like oh, that. Oh,
1: yeah, you're fucking killing Hitler. And he's. VR retro games, he's dude. Just, he's a fucking. He's a walking two Gatling gun robot with a Hitler head. That was it. It was fucking great.
2: <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. All right.
1: Well, second question was from Stainsby Kingsby. Ooh, this nice. is actually a really, really good question. What's your uh-huh. favorite turn based RPG? that wasn't a Final Fantasy game. So there's a qualifier. It can't be a Final Fantasy game, but it's a turn-based RPG game. Bonus must be asked after everyone's had at least seven shots. Um, hold on. Let me finish my drink. All right, I'm pretty sure that was at least seven shots. Man, what's your favorite turn-based RPG? Damn it, that's a
0: good question, Stainsby. It's pronounced Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off!
1: Oh, fuck you! And the horse she wrote in on. No, seriously, seriously. No. Uh, <laughs> Shadow, g- g- give me a turn-based RPG. Come on, man. There's got to be one that a you played in your life that you like. Oh uh, well, Pokemon. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. Is there anything else yeah. other than Pokemon? Uh, hang on, let me look at the wall of games.
0: Nope, just Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it, dude. Pokemon's a great RPG. Would you call
0: Civ Five an RPG? I know it lacks a real story, but it is turn-based. Wait a minute, is Gandhi going all nuclear on you? Oh, when he has a negative one on him, he does.
1: What about you, D? What's your favorite turn-based RPG?
2: Still by Squaresoft, I mean... I'm going to pick another one because this is kind of, like, cheap, but Chrono Trigger. Not Final Fantasy, but still Squaresoft. But I was also torn. I was actually thinking of, to bring up this, because we've talked about Chrono Tri- we've talked about Squaresoft, yeah, Ad nauseum. I really love the Lunar series. Yes! And I also love the Legend of Heroes series.
1: What do you mean, Legend of Heroes?
2: Think PSP. Trails in the Sky would be like one of the newer ones. I don't think
1: I've ever played that series, which now I have a game on my list that I need to play.
2: Oh my god. Actually, I believe you can get them on Steam, if not at least a couple of them, but... Legend of Heroes is fantastic. Cause I'm, If you still have your P, um, your PSP, go ahead and look around. You can find them at some of the game stores around you. The Legend of Heroes is a good series. If I see them in good shape, if they're cheap enough, I might just pick them up and then send them your way. Well, dude, let me know how much they are, and I'll, uh, I'll definitely send you some funds on that.
0: I think I thought of another RPG Hit me. that's turn-based that I liked. It's, it's something called Halo because it was always my turn to shoot them in the face.
1: So this is why I love you, Shadow. Okay, let's mute him. Why did you hit me? There's that domestic
0: violence again.
1: L- Lex just literally walked in here and just just hit me. Uh, I'm not even sure why. I mean, I've been a dick, but I'm always a dick, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure why I just got hit.
0: It's because you tried to
1: move on without answering the question, Cecil. I mean, I'm pretty sure I deserved it, but I just I'm, I'm confused. So... Oh man, I keep saying so a lot. That tells you that I'm really drunk.
0: So, you going to answer the question or did I space out you answering the question? No,
1: I I've been actually been thinking about it the whole time and uh I mean there's just so many really really great
2: RPGs. Um I say I thought I knew the series you were going to mention right off the bat. What's that? Persona?
1: You know, I really like Persona. Persona's a great series, but I really and and people are probably going to give some hate on me. I really only enjoyed the first Persona game. The second Persona game was okay, but the first Persona game I loved. The first one was fantastic. But after that, I really started not enjoying them because they went from like the first the first one was kind of uh, it almost had horror elements to it. So it kind of gave you that claustrophobic, yeah. you know, kind of scary feel of holy shit! I'm fighting monsters, but I can get them on my loved side. It. And then after that, they, it really just turned more into like this super fantastic, uh, just just not something that I really enjoyed. Um, now, I, I mean, Christ, I'm going to list off a bunch of games here, and and I'm not sure which one is going to be my favorite. Uh, but I really really enjoyed the Sui Koden series, both one and two, the ones that I played. Loved him.
2: I I I've also played all the ones on on. on um ps2 as well i didn't
1: get a chance i don't think i got a i got a chance to play uh, Coden one and suikoden two and i loved i'm a huge huge fan of where you can take your save file from the original and move it forward like uh quest for glory mass effect and in Coden, the things that you did in the first Coden actually affected people that you met in the second one you have played four i did I let you borrow, it. remember, with the ship battles? <gasps> fucking A, you're right. You're right. I did play 4. You're absolutely fucking yep. right. Um, and I don't remember not liking it, so I'm going to say I liked it.
2: But You liked the ship battles. It was a lot of ship battles, which were fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, so the Sui Kodan series, a great turn-based RPG. I think the first one, the first Sui Kodan, I think, had 108 playable characters, If I'm if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong.
2: It, it was about that. I mean, it was a hundred and something. It was like it was in the single digits. Where it was a hundred and like eight or hundred? Yeah, I think it was hundred and eight. hundred and eight stars yeah. or something. Yeah. They so you unlock
1: the different stars that were in it, and uh, and you could and each. The thing that I loved about it is that each of those hundred and eight characters, they all had their own unique personality. I guess to say they they,
2: the, abilities, personality. They didn't half-ass the character creation. Exactly that. Including with making a whole hundred and eight, they still didn't half-ass it, which exactly. was impressive. They,
1: they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't give you, like, a partial character or just some cookie-cutter characters. Um, now, there were some characters that were similar in it, but they weren't, like, cookie-cutter characters. They, they they all had their own feel to them, I guess is the best way to say. Now, some of them were just obviously better than the others, but...
2: I can also list off some really good um, turn-based RPGs on the Sega systems, too. Oh, yeah. I'll let yeah, you finish. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but, but, I've got but a whole block of them in my head. There were, there were so many great ones. And Suikoden comes to mind for... You know what? Actually, no. You know what? I, I think I've got my favorite turn-based RPG. And it's probably the... And this is going to be... I don't know if you guys will consider this an RPG. I do. Um, because it had RPG elements in it. It had a storyline to it that, was rip, that I thought was friggin' fantastic. Uh, it was super simplistic. It came out for the
2: Super Nintendo. It was a game called Evo. Did it have turn-based battles too? Because, because that's the stickler here is it has to have the turn-based battles.
1: Oh fuck! I guess it, I guess it didn't technically have turn-based battles because you would go into a segment, a battle would start, you would fight those guys, and then you would move on. But I guess that was kind of an action-based game, so I guess Evil wouldn't
2: count. Yeah, we're avoiding the action Shit, RPGs. Right.
1: Okay, man, man, there's just been so many great ones.
2: Breath of Fire series.
1: Breath of Fire. Oh, dude,
2: dude,
1: dude. No, 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 no. I've got it. I've got it. Fucking, I've got um the original for Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a game I've gone back and I've played. It's probably once every two to three years. I go back and I play through it and I get as far as I can and get pissed. Dragon Warrior.
2: Yeah. I have dude, all dude, of them. the original fucking Dragon Warrior.
1: Creating that goddamn rainbow bridge where you got to get the raindrop and the fucking staff. Oh, yeah. And you make that rainbow yeah. bridge to get across to the fucking Dragon Lord. Yep. You got to save the princess. You get the fucking curse belt. Dragon Warrior. That, if I got to give you one... Now, don't get me wrong. There are some great games out there, but personally, Dragon Warrior is probably the only game I go back to every couple of years and I try to
2: play through. I do that with Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy as well, the original Final and the NES. Well, yeah,
1: take we can't say Final Fantasy because that was that was a stipulation of being outside of it.
2: No, no, no. I, I mean, I just returned to it a lot. I was just... Playing off of that, that I return to it a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, if we're, if we're talking about games that I return back to, I return back to Final Fantasy 4 probably more than I do Dragon Warrior. Oh, yeah.
2: But as far as Dragon Warrior, I've got all the original series on NES. Uh, three of the four of them I have boxed and complete.
1: Fucking you're a- right Yeah, there's some really, really great Dragon War- or fucking- <laughs> Okay, yeah. Alcohol's hitting me. Uh there's some really great turn-based games out there. And you know what, turn-based games, it's weird, because for a time there, turn-based games kind of fell off the edge of the world, where people were more into action games. Like, even the Final Fantasy series is turned more towards an action game than it has turn-based.
0: Yeah, I think that's, they learned something about Kingdom Hearts there, is that people are, they're fine with the RPG elements of leveling up, but they still want more action based stuff.
1: I see, like me... I love that turn-based because I love kind of the I like the rompo peel the set it and forget it. Yeah, you tell them to attack.
2: We're 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 we're, uh, we're missing actually a good one on the Sega. Oh shit! A good tell series. Me. Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star series. On the Sega CD, you had one called They, which was really cool.
1: There was a game I think called Labyrinth on the Genesis.
2: I think there was. I don't remember what it was. I know there was um. Saint Sword, there was Oasis, was an action RPG. Um, on the Sega Saturn, I've got Albert Odyssey, which is a really good one, turn based. Uh, Grandy has a great one on the uh, Dreamcast. And then you got Skies of Arcadia.
1: You know, I never got a chance to jump into Skies of Arcadia. I- I've heard so many oh. great things about it, I just haven't had an opportunity.
2: Another uh, turn based on the Dreamcast that I really like is Record or Lotus Wars, like the, uh, like the anime.
1: I don't know that one either.
2: I've got that. I've got that one. It's 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 a lot of fun. Wait, no, 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 it's it's no, it's a, it, no, it's an action RPG, I'm sorry. It's okay. not turn-based.
1: Um, oh, shit. Shit. You know what's another great series for um Oh, no, no. I think it's action RPG now that I'm thinking about it. I was going to say the Dot Hack's.
2: Star Ocean. Star Ocean on the uh PlayStation.
1: Actually, I was thinking even farther back, Star Tropics, but that's more action RPG. But uh the Dot Hack series? you remember that?
2: Yeah, you're the one that introduced me to it. And I used to. Have, I don't have them anymore, but I used I to. I think
1: I still have all my dot hacks. I got to get the re- the physical copies of the dot hack rebirth. I think the ones after that.
2: Yep. Also, the Shining series for uh, tactical turn based RPGs, oh, okay. and on the Genesis and everything else. Yeah, you, know, you had like Shining in the darkness. You had uh, uh, Shining Force, Shining Force Two on the Genesis.
1: Oh my god, dude. Fucking, we, we forgot a, a huge, huge series back from PC days. Wizardry. Yep.
2: Actually, I have some of the NES games right here Dude, next to me. Dude, fucking Wizardry. On the NES, I got Wizardry, I got Ultima. Wizardry, Bane of the Cosmic Forge. I
1: think that was actually the first, probably, turn-based RPG that I can cognitively remember. There was one called Dungeon Master, I think, that I played shortly after that.
2: I've got... On the NES, I've got Wizardry, like, 4 sitting over well, in the other Crusaders room.
1: That's Crusaders of the Dark Savant. Yeah. Yeah, so the one before that was called Wizardry, the Bane of the Cosmic Forge, and it was literally just Dungeon Crawl.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where there was, like, that whole, you have to write your own map because you're just seeing, you know, just the lines, and you kind of turn, and that, that style, the Wizardry style, they actually, on the DS, went back to those roots and made, a, it's now a really rare game, unfortunately I don't have it, but... They made a game just like that on the DS. Well, like, with the that money. it's called Dark Spire. Dark Spire, ooh. Really good game.
1: This is making me have to look it up now.
2: Kind of bummed why I didn't pick it up the several chances I had to pick up the special edition of it. Dark Spire? A few years ago.
1: Oh, yeah, that does look pretty hot.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a good one. They did a good job with it, too.
1: Yeah, that does look pretty hot. Holy sheep shit. That is not $120 hot, though.
2: That's the problem. Is is I was seeing it for like twenty bucks, like in the special edition in the cabinet a few years ago, all the time, and I always thought about picking it up, and I never did. And I'm like shooting myself in the foot now. Yeah, I'll go yeah, grab, we're, my, we're, go grab my sidearm, and
1: f that in the A with the. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, no, nope.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize it got that expensive. I know it was rare, but I didn't realize it got quite I, up I'm there. I'm really
1: hoping that that site I was just on was just like a we're inflating the the thing site because that's whoa.
2: If I do come across it for cheap, like tag sale or anything else, I'll pick it up. I'll keep you in mind. I'll send it over, Cecil, if I ever find it.
1: Yeah, I'll ditto. If I find it, I'll send it your way. So I guess, now here's the question stains me. Do I get the bonus points since I I finished my massive drink that had easily seven shots in it? Do I get the bonus points or not? That's what I want to know. Because I want to know if I beat these fuckers.
2: We also missed... uh Another couple of big ones from SquareSoft.
1: Oh, well, we missed a bunch. I mean, we can go Legends of Gaia, We can go Legend of Dragoon.
2: Of Legend Dragoon, um, Xenogears.
1: Oh yeah, fucking a.
2: That was turn based. That's what I was referring to. That was a big one because I, I know you introduced me to that. And I played the hell out of that.
1: That really was a great game. Man, there's so many out there. there were so many great turn based games. It's a shame that we've kind of. We deviated away from turn-based. Because the thing that I liked about turn-based yeah. was that it focused more on story than it did focus on the combat.
2: And it also focused, what I liked about some of the open-world ones, was focusing also on the exploration and the exploration of the dungeons yeah. and everything like else. Yeah, like in Final
1: Fantasy VI where you can, you can just cruise around and, yeah, they had random battles where you couldn't see what the hell was going to attack you. But you could just... You you weren't focused on oh shit there's an enemy there let me not go in that direction you just went in every direction you possibly could unless it was killing you
2: there's also it was turn based right Alundra Golden Sun
0: fuck fantastic Jesus Christ way to fantastic. come out from left field yes. on that one ah uh, yeah
2: at least he finally contributed something useful <laughs> Mr. Gwyn
0: oh man uh me and me and turn based. Like I have, I have some really bad ADHD. So when, I, at least when I was younger, it was super bad. So turn base was just not great for me.
2: What's What's funny about like ADD or ADHD is like you might have trouble with some things, but some things you can hyper focus on. Because I have ADD, turn base like that grind and leveling. I actually can hyper-focus and just play that for
0: hours. Now, I understand. I did the same thing for Pokemon, but most, yeah. most of it, like, Final Fantasy, I didn't get into till 10.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, with some people with it, with ADD, it's just what they hyper-focus on and what they just can't stay with it. It just differs from person to person. It just so happens that the turn-based stuff, like the Final Fantasy series, I just hyper-focus in.
1: That's all right, though. I mean... That's just me. There's, there's a lot of great games out there. I mean, that's the best part, is that they're... Like once you get to the point where, and everybody gets to the point where they can just chill, like, like they they, they don't care about oh crap I've got to like do X Y and Z, they actually get to the point where they can just chill, and uh, once you get to that point, you have to go back and experience some of those games. It's just it's it's a wild fucking ride. Like I I, tr- I truly feel that anybody who wants to play video games really have got to go through like the ga- the gauntlet of video games so that they can earn the right to play modern video games like they've got to go through and they've they've got to play the old school final fantasies they've got to play the old school pitfalls
2: oh yeah but i mean like we're old school gamers because like on the nes yeah i didn't only play rpgs i mean i'll play tecmo super bowl tecmo oh yeah yeah. uh ice hockey you know whether it be or racing games i love love the um Gran Turismo and Gran Turismo two on the PlayStation.
1: Dude, remember me and putts, we'd sit down because I wasn't really a racing guy at the time, but I could yeah. tune a car to immaculate condition. Like it was one of those, hey yeah, so it seems to be turning or seems to be pulling a little bit in turn four. And I'd be like, All right, well, let me work, let me work on that. Now right, here you go, try it now. Oh yeah, that's much better. But now in turn six, it, it's it just it seems a bit sluggish. All right, hold on, let me let me tweak that a bit. All right, how do you feel now? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Let me go run this race. I need to fucking get record time on that race every fucking time. Well, I was going to say, that? Now, now Now we're kind of deviating off onto completely different scale here. So let's wrap yeah. this up.
2: D, Heck yeah. where
1: can people find you at, man?
2: People can find me at more website, MicrobrewGamers with a Z instead of an S.com. Same thing at my YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I've got my own uh, Discord. And also, I'm usually on the GNA Discord and yeah Dude Gamers Discord. And I'm also writing uh, some articles for the Yadude yeah website as nice. well. Uh,
0: shout out, where can people find you at, man? MorganBS.com. It has all my affiliate stuff on there. My Instagram, my Reddit, my terrible things that you should never read. And then the GNA Discord. And Gwent. Mm. It's pronounced Gwent. Nice. Well, I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at
1: Cecil versus Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier on Facebook. You can also find me floating around the GNA podcast Discord, yeah, do Gamers Discord, TPC's Discord. Um, fucking oh, my brain's melting. Tinks, Remy, Uh no, nah, Bombshell Jackets, Bombshell Jackets Discord, Bombshell Jackets. Yeah. Fucking three player yep, co-op. Yep, TPCs. I'm fucking brain farting. Um, I should I should just probably look over to the left here on the Discord's list that I have. Yeah, I'm in a just if if I'm not in that Discord, let me know. Send me a link. I'll I'll be in there. I I troll all over the place. I I I love being on Discords. I love chat. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, Mixer, Um, UStream as Cecil Xavier. Just find me there. You you'll find me. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, rate reviews or reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, they help people find the show. So if you enjoy the show, help other people find the show. Uh, that's what we're all here for just to entertain bullshit. Even if there's only one person listening, we're still bullshitting for you. Um, you can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, your listen, wherever the hell else you want to find us. If we're not there, let us know. We'll get there. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, just search at GNA Podcast or Facebook, same thing, just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. We've started playing and hosting guests on our streaming feeds. Granted, we haven't been doing it so much as of lately, but we still do on twitch.tv forward slash GNA Podcast or on mixer.com at uh, GNA Podcast or www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. We've also partnered up with Humble Bundle. Um, actually, a few people have partnered up with Humble Bundle, including Proxy Fox over at yeah Do Gamers. So I don't know his affiliate link, and, well, I mean, I don't know it. Otherwise, I'd give it to you as well. But you can follow us. Uh, give us some bones there at just adding at any of the Humble Bundle links, question mark, partner equals GNA podcast. In our Discord chat, you will see a Humble, Bunks, Humble Bundle links um, thread, That's got all of our different affiliate links in there. How it works out is Humble Bundle, if you've never heard of it, Humble Bundle is a really cool thing. Uh, Actually, IGN bought them. So they were originally just like a solo thing. But IGN purchased them. What it is is... I did not know that. IGN purchased them uh, actually just before we became affiliates. Wow. But how it works is they've got different game bundles or book bundles or software bundles. You see the bundle. uh, You purchase it. And once you go to purchase it, you have some slider bars and... Whatever you put on the slider bars is where it goes. Now, the cool part, the twist to it, is that Humble Bundle allows you to donate to charity. That's kind of the whole big thing around it. So there's a slider bar there where it says how much you give to charity, how much you give to the developers, how much you give as a Humble Bundle tip. And then if you use our affiliate link, how much you give to GNA podcast. We don't want you to give anything to us. We want you to give it all to the developers or all to charity or split it between the two, whatever you want. If you want to give Humble Bundle some money, whatever. We don't want any of your money. We didn't become affiliates to, to make money out of it. We became affiliates so that we could support charity because that's what we want to do.
2: If, if you throw uh, any of that money our way, we're just going to turn around and, and donate it right yeah, after.
1: We're, if we're not going to donate directly to Extra Life which is where we support. Um, we're going to turn it around and buy Humble Bundle Steam codes, uh, Steam codes so that we can give them out during our game show nights, which happen every first Saturday of the month. We play Jackbox games, and we give away Steam codes. The first, top, uh, first, second, and third place winners of each one. Uh, Now, granted, the show hosts are in there, so if they win, they just nullify themselves out of a win, out of a code. Unless all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, I actually want a code. That game sounds cool." But usually, we just nullify them right out of that code. Uh, So come join us for game show nights because we try to we do like uh, an hour and a half, two hours of of just giving away codes. We play Jackbox games, and they're stupid and silly and and fun.
2: Typically, I've only noticed that uh, when we actually grab a code is only when there's nobody else there at the moment. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. In the game that we haven't played, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll pretty much always give them away to people yeah, that we, show we up. Yeah, we would
1: prefer to give them away than to, to hoard them for ourselves. And I think I've got right now like nine pages of codes to give away of random games. Um, so yeah, just just come and win one. Honestly, if you show up, I'll probably just give you one for showing up because I've got so many of the damn things I want to give them away. Yeah. Uh, so, so far this month for July, we have made $2.92 from Humboldt to store purchases, actually, which is really freaking cool. So there's the other twist to it. So there's Humble bundle store. So if you see something for sale on Steam or anything like that, you can go to Humble bundle. And typically it's on sale there as well. If you buy it through Humble bundle, a portion of that automatically goes to charity. Again, if you use our affiliate link, that charity is going to be Extra Life, which we try to donate to Extra Life whenever we can. Uh, if you aren't aware of Extra Life, Extra Life is a basically it's gamers helping gamers, gamers playing games and raising money for charity that then turn around and give it to like ours. I think my personal one is a it's a children's hospital up in Richmond. So if you directly donate to me, it automatically goes directly to a children's hospital up in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community, so check them out. They got some other great podcasts out there, and you can also check out our friends Brian and Kiv on First and Ten. If you haven't heard them, the TPC has got a football league going, and First and Ten is Brian and Kiv. They do uh, basically a recap of different things that are happening in that football league. It's really cool. It's Madden 18 right now. If you want to join in, go check them out. Uh, you can also check out the meter at We Need to Talk. Uh, He's great guy meter we love him he actually does all the commentary for tpc's gaming right now for the football league we also want to thank morgan bs photography you heard him earlier you can find him at uh, morganbs.com he did our new logo which we friggin love and other artwork and photos posted to our website email us at gna podcast at gna and your DNA dot one with questions comments death threats we don't care just send us something please please send us something we miss you
2: Hey, we should start a uh, we should start a jo- uh, GoFundMe for uh, GNA. What
1: to get emails?
2: No, no, I want to build an evil robot army for shits and giggles. Well, we already
1: have one going for Blue Shark for a computer rig, don't we?
0: Probably. I think we do.
1: Didn't I put like Adolf Hitler's picture on there? Might have. thought I did. Drank a lot. I gotta go check that. Uh, last but not least, check out our website at podcast. At Gna oh whoops fuck I was giving the email wasn't where are you I?
2: going Cecil <laughs> I was totally
1: giving the email like,
2: <laughs> check us out I think you were starting to like restart
0: this check thing us out
1: at www.gnapodcast.com um, check us out sober because we probably wrote it drunk and it'll be a lot easier to decipher while sober well thank you guys for joining me tonight I had a friggin ball and now I've downloaded Gwent and I'm just waiting to hit the play button before I play it
2: nice nice You have Have a good
1: good night. night. Have a good night, Shadow.
0: Bye -bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Test, test, testing my sound. I got sound now with my audacity. Racha-cha. Because it a
2: minute ago you said hit me.